Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. We get you through your lunch hour every day from 12 to 1 here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Myself, Jake Bakovan, and Enrique Avalez Clary, better known as Rico, with a beautiful Vancouver Grizzlies hat on today, by the way, if you see it on the Sardar Heyman Jewelers video stream. Uh, always my favorite throwback, those Grizzlies uniforms were Oh, the best fantastic. jerseys. The best jerseys in the land. Yes, There absolutely. is. So I went to the mall and and that's where I got this hat. And there is a Mike Bibby Vancouver Grizzlies jersey in there. And I kind of want it. (laughs) Like, I don't really care for Mike Bibby, but the jersey's pretty fresh. I was a big Mike Bibby guy. More when he was in Sacramento, though. There's also a Deion Sanders, like, Falcons jersey. Like, there's a bunch of cool jerseys in in the place where I got this. No free (laughs) shout-outs, though. That's right. In the mall. where they, Yeah, in the where mall, where hats. there's jerseys and hats. <laughs> hats. Primarily hats. Mostly hats. Yes. So, uh, anyways. Of other names, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's also uh, look at this uh, off the text line. Wet Blanket says, guys, be careful with the new voice narrative. It creates an expectation that Mickey can fix it with just his presence. That's not fair to him. The voice, uh, the team, excuse me, has huge issues, and we can't judge Mickey with his voice alone. Uh, can't. Write this sinking ship. Yeah, those are those are texts from last week from Wet Blanket, and Wet Blanket just wants us. to... Oh, he texted that last. Yeah, week. Yeah, he's he's. How are these texts aging from last week? He's just trying to prove that that he he's knows right. more than us. Yeah, well, and he, oh, I'm not going to give him that. I'm not giving him that. <laughs> no, Wet Blanket. He did predict five and seven. You know me. what? You know what though, Wet Blanket. Some good text. Some spot on. <laughs> some some spot text. on text. But I'm not giving you the. I'm not giving you the <laughs> sentence you want. Well, I just think it's fair. I, I thought it was a fair point, though, too, because I think that that um, that's becoming more and more clear with that Oklahoma game is that there is a lot of issues. I've seen it, you know, across Twitter. People now asking. Uh, VJ just said it the other day, the other uh, segment there ago um, was, you know, is this program in a better spot, worse spot than what Mike Riley inherited, what Mike Riley left, what Bill Callahan inherited, mm. what he left. You like know, Mike Scott Riley, Ross. Mike Riley inherited a pretty solid team Mike Riley won nine games in his second year he won five in his third year but uh, he went to two bowl games I mean probably physically he didn't leave it in the greatest spot but the athletes that he did leave were a part of probably Frost's best year where he went four and eight. But Where yeah, he went four and eight. Teams. Yeah, one of his, his best teams. His two best teams, I think, went four and eight and three and nine, which is the odd, yeah, kind of the odd thing. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into the whole who left the program in a worse state yeah. type of conversation. But right now, it doesn't look like it's in the greatest of states. So, and and I, I honestly don't know how much from like a Mickey Joseph side we can take from the Oklahoma game, but. If people, and I've seen it on Twitter, want to go the route of, oh, well, Scott Frost was only losing by one score. No, if Scott right. Frost was here, that game still happens. It, they were physically overwhelmed. They were, they, were, they were slower. They weren't as strong. They weren't as physical as Oklahoma was in that game. And that's just, that's just kind of how this team has been through three games, four games. I forget week zero. Yeah, yeah. They're in the four games now. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I think, especially without the transfer portal, you think of the roster overall, what it would look like. Um, the roster management certainly uh, needs needed some work, needs some work moving forward. But um, it's, it is, it is fair to keep in mind too. I think with Mickey is we all hoped and, and want this thing to turn around. And I said, if he wants the job, he's got to win six of the, the nine games left. That looks like it's going to be pretty difficult. <laughs> but really are. That's what I, I think. That's what you you need somebody to really earn it. It will mm-hmm. be very difficult for him to earn this job in my mind with somewhat, you know, what you consider the mess that he's taking yeah. over. Um, but I do also believe that, you know, he, he took over on a Sunday evening, right? right. You, you start, you know, your first practice that Sunday, that Monday, whenever he whenever they had their first practice. Right. So he had five, six days to get this team prepared for Oklahoma. I don't believe that you saw or we saw the changes that Mickey Joseph truly wants or wanted to insert with this team because he had such a little amount of time. He didn't want to change everything right away. Maybe he wanted to keep some things the same and just kind of tweak things here and there and see where he could go from there. But now that he has a bye week, I, for one, am expecting a lot of changes to the depth chart. I, I'm expecting different people to probably be starting at different positions. Maybe some people moving. I, I, I don't know exactly. This is just kind of what I, I'm expecting to see happen because you had five or six days. Maybe you were believing if we just tweak a couple things here and there, maybe we can get things fixed. But now that you have, you know, two weeks to get ready for a, another opponent, you can make more sweeping changes and get people more prepared for whatever position they're going to be playing. Oh, and I think that's fair, and, and I hope that's the case, and maybe we'll see a, a great story by the end of it uh, of a guy that just didn't get a shot under Frost that, that really steps up and, and takes uh, ownership of this opportunity and, and just blossoms under Mickey Joseph. At the same time, I don't know if you have a bunch of all-conference players you know, buried on the depth chart. Um, this is the, the the reality, maybe somewhat within that game, kind of just set in. This is this is difficult. This is going to be hard. This is not just you know switch a you know just switch a leadership and all of a sudden your team is back on track. This is a lot to ask. Nobody plans uh, or should plan for a one and two start and then a, a quick fix will will just fix the whole thing. This is going to be hard for Nebraska to do. Um, at the same time, I do agree with you. I just I don't think it's fair to to completely or, or too much put too much on that game um, because it, it is it, it that that's a lot to ask mm-hmm. for a quick turnaround. And so we'll we'll kind of see how the rest of the year plays out. But I I'm thinking you know just even after watching that game because it is it, it, regardless of how fair or unfair it is that was the debut. You only get nine chances. That was one of them, and, and the, the biggest one as far as knocking somebody off. And it's it's part of the resume now, and and so um, I agree that things can get better. But I also I, I have to admit I have less hope that this team um, can you know make that quick change and all of a sudden you know maybe get to a bowl. Mm-hmm. You know at, at this point, if I had to bet on it, I'd probably say they're they're not going you know it's it's going to be pretty darn difficult to make a bowl game <laughs> at this point. It's going to be it might be tough to get to last year's win total, which was three. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that I I see. However, you know, I I can't look at the schedule and say for sure that there are any wins left. I I do believe that Nebraska can still go out there and win a decent amount of games. I'm not going to put a number out there because I have no idea. I don't know who they could beat, who they who they'll lose yeah. to, because like I said, that was the first 
week of Mickey Joseph in charge leading practices. Now he has two weeks to do what he wants with this team. As Trev Albert says, he wants him to lead this team like he is the head coach. He's the interim head coach, but he wants them to lead this team and make decisions as if he is the permanent head coach. So we'll see the decisions he makes, the changes he makes, um, the the whatever happens un- under Mickey Joseph's reign um, for the rest of the season. It's, it's going to be... I don't know if it's going to be great, if it's going to be good, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, somebody also points off the text line. Did you watch uh, Big Noon Kickoff? Urban Meyer picked us to win the game and had nothing but compliments for the state of Nebraska and the university. Pre-interview butt kissing is, is what he's singing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that was also a whole side story this weekend was that Meyer was very complimentary, not just yeah. pre-game, but when he took over for Gus or went in the booth after Gus, too. Well, um, during when he was in the booth, they asked him about his prediction. Or no, I think it was afterwards, and he, he commented and said, I may have been swept up in everything that was going on. Yeah, he was the a, fan he was base fun. And, and just the excitement. So that's why he picked Nebraska. Right. And Reggie Bush did it too, so it's not like he was alone. At least, at least he can feel that. And then there was the reports of you know Dennis Dodd reported that there was uh, communication uh, between Nebraska and Urban and then, Meyer, and, and then, then Pete, Pete Thamel, Thamel the next says, day. No, says, there's not. Nah, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, didn't happen. So it's just that's a whole ride in and of False itself. Sense. We don't necessarily have enough time to go through that, but that was a story in and of itself this weekend, and, and I thought that was kind of fun too. Hey, right, let's take a quick break, and we'll wrap things up here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Um, Going through, like I said, uh, the rest of college football, because I did want to get Rico's thoughts on a lot of these scores. It was a fascinating week in college football. Um, You know, some of those games that that stood out to me, A&M over Miami, a lot of teams struggling. Northwestern losing to Southern Illinois doesn't necessarily look good. Adrian Martinez apparently needs to be more aggressive. Is that a good idea? That's what Kansas State fans think. We'll talk about all that stuff coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. 